Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So I'm recording uh, this video, this podcast, Tuesday evening, you know, about 48 hours after a pretty major event in the world's markets. And of course, that was the devaluation of the Chinese yuan uh, of only roughly, you know, 2%, if not, but below a key level of 7 to 1 uh, yuan to dollar exchange rate. And in many ways, you know, the proverbial Pandora's box, I believe, has been opened. And it can't be shut. I mean, that's the idea behind Pandora's box. What, what has been done with that devaluation cannot be undone. Now, obviously, obviously, the Chinese yuan can strengthen back uh, below 7 to 1. Right, it can move to 6.9, it can move to 6.5, but the ramifications of that uh, are, are only going to be fixed through some some miracle, i.e., some some sort of a trade deal between the U.S. and China. However, you know, I think that's pretty unlikely, and of course, the fundamentals for the Chinese yuan to follow mu- fall much much further are absolutely in place. In fact, you know, Kyle Bass, who's been a longtime bear on China, the Chinese yuan, and as of right now, a huge bear on the Hong Kong dollar as well. Uh, his, you know, recent interview he gave, he basically stated that the Chinese yuan could fall a further 40% if allowed to do so. So even if, you know, through some miracle, a trade deal is, is worked out, doesn't mean that the People's Bank of China can uh, keep it above that rate indefinitely. But I don't think a deal is going to happen. And I don't think that they're going to attempt to to keep it uh, below that, that 7 to 1 to, you know, keep that strength in the Chinese yuan. And of course, today, you know, in, in its typical short-sighted fashion, the U.S. equity markets have rallied. Uh, some would call it a dead cat bounce. Uh, uh, last time I checked, the Dow Jones was up a couple hundred points on the day, which oftentimes is the case after very volatile crashes, uh, hence the, the, the dead cat bounce. But gold, which is kind of what I want to spend some time talking about today, gold and, and silver are still standing in their in a very strong position, especially gold, you know, currently trading above $1,470. To put that in perspective, it was less than a year ago that gold had hit its uh, low for, for 2018, below $1,200. And then, you know, over time, it slowly built up some momentum back in the 1200 range, finally stayed above 1300 And then, of course, uh, a month and a half ago, roughly, broke through that 1350 1360 range. And, and now we're talking about it knocking on the door of uh, 1500 right? In fact, there was a time, this was... Uh, you know, probably last night or, or yesterday when, when the stock market was down a fair bit, that the uh, gold year-to-date was actually ahead of the stock market year-to-date. Now, that's not totally unusual, right? But but what was interesting about that is the fact that the U.S. stock market has had a really good year, right? It, it, you know, to use 2019, I guarantee you, you know, CNBC, uh 
pundits, you know, Jim Cramer. There's something I can imagine him saying, you know, here we are in, in, in August. And yes, the stock market has been down a bit. But look, year to date, it's still having an excellent year. And he's not wrong, but it's a cherry pick number, right? Because I'll, I'll, I'll remind you that the stock market was absolutely hammered in the fourth quarter of 2018. And so basically, you're using a very low level a very low threshold from which it started at, and now it's up, what, like 15% on the year. But it is up 15% on the year, and gold is right behind that, like a 13% gain on the year, or at least GLD is, last time I checked. That's a big deal, right? A 13% gain on the year. And and I know a lot of precious metals uh, owners and investors uh, have been waiting for years like this, where we see a... a a double-digit percentage gain consistently in these metals. Uh, but I think that there's going to be a time in the future in which, yeah, these are going to be nice, but what will be even better than these double-digit gains is the fact that, that we can have our capital invested in silver or gold rather than an asset like stocks or bonds or real estate that might be seeing double-digit percentage, gain, uh, percentage losses right? Uh, years in which the stock market just stagnates or drops 10, 20 percent. Um, those, I mean, never mind what gold and silver are doing at that point. I mean, that, they're, they're going to be a hedge at that point, right? If gold goes up 5 percent in a year like that, um, I'm going to be pretty happy with that. Same thing goes for silver. So this is, I mean, this is what a, this is what a bull market feels like, right? This is what many stock market investors have been able to experience for, for like 10 years now, right? Ever since the, the stock market bottomed out, I think it was the spring of 2009, uh, they've been able to, to experience that. Yes, there's been hiccups along the way, but one large secular bull market, which I happen to think is, is slowly but surely coming to an end. Well, that's going to happen for silver and gold as well. And I think it's already, you know, in the making. Gold, I would have to check if it's officially topped that 20% threshold for being in a bull market, but it's certainly heading that way, right? I think, you know, gone are the days in which we see gold or silver, you know, stuck in a range for, for years and years at a time, range bound. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be ranges in the future in which gold and silver are going to get stuck in, right? That idea of price manipulation, suppression, and management by bullion banks is not necessarily behind us, right? But the the idea that gold can can move up a hundred bucks and then another hundred bucks and then another another fifty bucks on top of that in the span of like two or three months, uh, that's that's what a bull market feels like, right? And you know, I for one, since I've been in silver and gold, haven't really been able to experience that. Right? I wasn't I wasn't in these markets back in the uh, run-up that, that kind of ended in 2011, 2012, right? So this feels great. Now, I mean, the only question I think we're left asking is, well, two questions. First of all, how high is it going to go? We're just getting started. But but the big question I'm asking right now is, when is silver going to catch up? And, and I'm not as cynical as some people are out there about silver. Obviously, silver fortune, I'm a huge fan of silver, and
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've been saying for a long time that it's going to catch up despite it lagging right now, despite that gold to silver ratio moving up around 90 to 1. Yeah, it could go higher, right? We've already seen it up around 94 to 1. It could go to 100 to 1. But when gold or when silver finally catches up to gold, it's going to be fast, right? There's been times in the past few decades in which we've seen silver double in price in the matter of weeks, right? Uh, couple months right which we've seen silver basically double i mean i'm not i'm not actually making this prediction but that would be akin to you know by the end of this year silver being at what 33 dollars an ounce right and that sounds outlandish but that is the nature of bull markets in the silver market because it's such a small market and because it gets so speculative but as great as that's going to be Right, I think silver is much more than just a penny stock. It's much more than just a, uh, a crypto currency. It's much more than a fad. I mean, it's been used as money, as wealth preservation for thousands of years. And what I'm really looking for in silver is not that next, you know, doubling or tripling or quadrupling in price or whatever it's going to end up being. What I'm looking for is a new plateau or a new normal, normal for silver and gold, uh, much much higher than what we've seen in the past. Right, and and this has been the case for silver in the past. I mean, you look at its run up uh, back in the early '80s up to around $50 an ounce, and then it comes down. Right, it, it hovers in the teens and and then below $10. But for a while there, right, it kind of found a, a plateau or a normal, if you want to call it that. You know, at you know five bucks an ounce, six bucks an ounce, four bucks. You know, and then it it. I see a bull market for for the 2000s, right? Tops in 2011. And then since 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, now 19, we've seen it back in these mid-teens again, for the most part, right? Kind of finding a a plateau, if you want to call it that, or a a long bottoming process. But that's going to change. I think this next move up for silver, you know, the high is going to, I think, be well above what the, I guess, new normal will be. And I, I don't know exactly what the price is going to be, guys. But once that topping process is, is done, once a speculative bubble, you know, once some air is let out, we're going to find out that the new normal for silver is not going to be at 16 bucks an ounce. It's going to be much, much higher. And, you know, I should say, we're not going to probably be measuring it just in dollars either at that point. Right, that that it's going to be more about purchasing power, and in relation to gold and the S and P and oil and whatnot, and just and not just the dollar. But speaking of you know gold and and silver in other you know assets other than the dollar, gold in particular because it's been outperforming silver so much has been seeing some record highs in some some different currencies. Right, look at where gold is right now in uh, British pounds or the euro, or the Australian dollar, uh, the, the, the New Zealand dollar. I mean, look at some of those different currencies where gold, look at where gold is in the yuan, right? 
much, much higher than where it was oh a year ago when everyone was saying, oh my gosh, you know, the, the People's Bank of China has pegged gold at, I don't remember what it was, 7,000 yuan to, to an ounce of gold or whatever the number was. Well, you know, it, it's been quite some time since that peg is broken and then gold is now up, what, 3,000 yuan or something like that in that currency. Uh, and, and, and it'll be interesting to see how those markets uh, respond to that. Right in, in countries like Australia or um, China, uh, the UK, the, the broader EU, what are we going to see gold demand look like near or at record highs? Is it going to fizzle out, or are, are there going to be more buyers than ever? You know, and, and when we do see those types of that type of momentum in those markets, or, or India is another great one because of their their demand for silver and gold historically. When we see those record highs or six-year highs, I think it is in an Indian rupee. I think that if anything, it's just going to add momentum to gold uh, as a whole. Meaning, what happens to the dollar obviously matters, but but gold absolutely can kind of buck that trend of, of performing inversely to the dollar, meaning the dollar goes up, gold goes down, and vice versa. We can have a scenario in which uh, the dollar goes down you know, X amount, and gold goes up by twice as much in terms of percentage gain. We can have a scenario in which the dollar inches up, right? Moves up by 5%, 10%, uh, and that's pretty extreme for the DXY, but, but you know, 5% move up, and you can see gold move up by 5% as well. Right, because of that demand, because of that safe haven bid for for a whole variety of macroeconomic and monetary uh, factors that extend well beyond just the the dollar exchange rate uh, or the DXY index. So, anyways, it's it's exciting days in which we we live in. To, uh, exciting days to be a silver and gold investor. And like I said, you know, silver's lagging behind, but it's going to have its day in the sun, just like gold will as well. I mean, this bull market for gold, it's just getting started. Right and and silver really hasn't gotten started yet, but it's going to catch up and it's going to move, I think, much more rapidly than gold has. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. Stack on, especially you know, silver at these prices. You know, make your own investment choices as always. None of this should be taken as an investment advice, but but mid sixteen mid sixteen range. I mean, a year or two ago, I mean, that was that was a bargain. You know, compared to where it was, you know, a year ago, fifteen bucks an ounce or fourteen bucks an ounce. Yeah, that may seem a little expensive, but in the whole scheme of things, these are still very affordable prices. So, as always, if you enjoy my work, if you enjoy my podcast, my videos, uh, I'm just happy to have you here in the first place watching this video, listening to this podcast. But if you do want to go above and beyond liking this video, leaving a review for my podcast, commenting, those things help me out a ton. Additionally, if you are a stacker, you know, buying through my link down below to SD Bullion. Uh, especially if you're a first-time buyer, there helps me out a ton. And SD Bullion is, uh, as I've said in the past, a great dealer for silver and gold, uh, a dealer that is owned and run by stackers, right? Silver and gold stackers, not just people that, that happen to be selling silver and gold. So another reason to, to make them uh, your, your uh, to be a customer of, of SD Bullion. Additionally, I have my, my link to my Patreon uh, page down in the description if you want to support me on a monthly basis a buck a month 10 bucks a month 100 bucks a month whatever you want to do uh you know that's another great way to help me out because i do believe that i offer a fair bit of value in my 
yeah. three, four, five, six videos and podcasts that I do a week. So that's another way to help me out. But as always, I'm just happy to have you guys here in the first place. So thank you guys, truthfully, from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.